We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with old man Andreas Hell back in the building. You're older, you're wiser. Coming at you guys from Blue Iron Studios in the Wind Resort in Las Vegas. Dre, we're talking MMA today, but really, we're, we're starting off. How was the birthday? You weren't here. Everyone gave you well wishes. I didn't do shit. I went and gambled. Very old. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I went eight. I did. Actually, I talked to uh, rapper Big Pooh the day before. This his birthday is on the 12th. Chuck Kriegman from All Hip Hop, his birthday is on 12th. So we always text each other. Like, what are you doing? We've been doing this for, Pooh just reminded me. Me and him have been friends for 20 years. So we were like, damn, we old. Like, what do you do now? And Pooh was like, I went native steak. And then I went to sleep. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. It sounds about what I do on my birthday, too. Yeah. Like, yeah get a so steak. I went to a bunch of cocktail lounges with my wife, drank a bunch of different shit, played some slot machines, made some money. Eight, went to sleep. Did you go to eat? Uh, this time I went to Lotus Society. Oh, that's not bad. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to a steakhouse this weekend. Going to California this weekend. Okay. Wine country? Yeah, of course. Yeah, always. Of course. Going to wine country, but yeah, I didn't do anything for my birthday. It was, it was relatively boring. I, but what am that's I how you know to? you old. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't Gray's care. coming in thicker by the year. Yeah, Stop man. doing shit on your birthday. Yeah, I mean, after after Super Bowl week, as chaotic as that was, and then watching my Niners piss off the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean. I asked people to make fun of you. I said to wish you a happy birthday, but then make fun of you. Like, that's all right. I mean, look, man, you lose to the GOAT. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about that. it. You got <laughs> to take it back. I mean, listen, man. Firing Steve Wilkes is not the answer. But somebody had to be the scapegoat for that loss. Running six passing plays in the start of the second half after you get a pick Ugh. on Patrick Mahomes, that kind of does you in. If you, and people are like, well, you ran Elijah, I mean, a CMC, you know, 30, he had t- 30 touches. Give the ball to Elijah Mitchell. So he was getting like five yards of carry. Run the ball. You have the lead. Yeah, well, you have the lead. You got a turnover immediately to start the second half. Run the ball. That's it. Kyle Shanahan gets cute. He does it every time. He gets cute <laughs> with his play calling. Hey, let's run this. Let's run this play action. No, run. And you told the ball. me this year. This year he will run the ball. I swore he would. <laughs> I don't know how you don't run the ball. So yeah, the Super Bowl was rough. Good thing I didn't pay for tickets. I didn't go. Um, <laughs> I got close. Close. I got real say. close. I got real close. A couple of my boys paid. They spent twenty eight thousand dollars on four tickets. <sighs> They've been miserable for the last week. <laughs> Shout out to them. I'm not going to put them on blast. At least they saw it. I mean, they were there. They were sending it like, so I watched it at Shake's house. Yeah, Shake was very happy till about halftime. Yeah, no, we, we, you know, we were taking shots, having a good time. Halftime came. We were like, all right, we're good. After that six, those six passing plays, I was like, we're about to lose, bro. I was like, I don't know what we're doing. We're about to lose. Um, but my boys are in Elysian Stadium, and I'm just like, they're, they're on me because I, I got offered tickets for a little bit cheaper than them. And I, they was like, why didn't you buy them? And I was like, man, I was just thinking about what I could do with five grand. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if the Niners lose, I'd be hurt. Ah, oh, have faith. 
faithful to the bay. That game was over. It's like, y'all good? <laughs> y'all right? I'm good. I went home. I slept. My pockets is not any Bob lighter. My burning a hole yeah, in your pocket I, now. Like, I'm good. My wife is like, well, shit, I had to pay for that. What you want to do? Went out. That's why I'm going to California this weekend. It still ain't enough. I'm about to just spend stupid money. <laughs> about to spend that kind of money on that game. and can't, It's over. Just been sad. Yeah, just would have been sad. Just would have been sad in the crowd. So And watched a fantastic Usher performance. Yeah, it was dope. It was, yes. You know. Chris, don't do it. Don't <laughs> try it. <laughs> Not doing the Chris Brown Usher. <laughs> don't do it. Don't waste your nah, time. Usher, Usher played the hits. It was really dope. I think uh, this is last year, Rock Nation's deal for halftime. They kind of got to read that up. They should. Um, there's Never always, know. There's a lot of blackness in the past couple halftimes. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to go. It might be like, yo, can we give somebody else a chance? No, because y'all done had this ball for all these <laughs> years. Nah, Taylor will get it soon or a bad bunny or something. Yeah, I could see like a Bad Bunny halftime show. I could see that happening. I don't know. I mean, Usher was one of the last like legacy acts that hadn't performed. People were like, yo, and he's a performer, so it was right up his alley. I don't know who they use next year. If they don't go Lil Wayne, it's a missed opportunity. Nah, dude. It's in New Orleans. Yeah. Wayne Drake. If you do like the whole cash money, like. You, man, you can go that route. I wouldn't want to do Nikki, Wayne, Drake. You, yeah. you bring them all out. Be all right. I wouldn't want to do a whole Just Wayne. Yeah. No, no, I get it. Gotta be like Dr. Dre. Yeah. Where it's like the record labeled Dr. Dre and Friends. Yeah, and the homies. Yeah. Um and we'll Yeah, so I mean, that was dope while you were gone on Tuesday, enjoying your birthday. I was in here. Uh, everyone check out Patreon. Fun little episode there for Valentine's Day. The wife joined me. That was cool. Dre refuses to, to check out this clip. No, I only it. saw the what y'all what y'all dropped in the group chat. And I don't even know if I want to comment on that. Yeah, the crop top is fire. Robbie season? What Light, is wrong with you? Lighting up the internet right now. Why? It looked dope. What? May- Why do you buy anything? I- it looked really good. I'm sorry. I was walking through the wind. Crabby, no undershirt. Amazing. I'm telling you. I was thinking about this. Why wait for the Delahoya abs? I could just do this now. So I don't even understand. Crop top season. Just the why? What? When did you see a crop top and this like this looks good on me? It was on Twitter. It's a whole movement. What movement? <laughs> You're not privy to said movement. No, I'm not. Um, so on Twitter, and let me just get a. I know Ezekiel Elliott used to wear crop tops, but that's about a rainy. I don't want to mispronounce his last name, but first name's Rainy, and then O V A L L E, Rainy. Um, he's Dominican. Shout out to him, and. He's hilarious, and he does skits, and he just talks wild shit on Twitter. So he was walking through Target a couple months ago. It had to be, like, November. He was like, yo. And he did a whole video on it. He's like, I saw something. Like, I wasn't sure if I was going to buy it. He was like, if I take a lap around Target and I still want it, I'm copying it. And then he shows it, and he's like, in the women's section, they have these dope-ass crew neck crop tops. And he puts it on. It's fire. Takes his chains out. Looks crazy dope. Watch out. He's like, oh, it's crappie season. I was like, yo, that shit does look fire. So, of course, everyone's wife shops at Target way too much. Shit costs an arm and a leg. So I was there, and I was like, Elena was buying something. I was like, let me see if Target really has this crappie. And I went, and they had one more. I was like, yo, give me that XL. Put it on. Looked great. Feels great. You're warm from the neck and sleeves down. But you get a nice little, nice little breeze on the belly. So you mean to tell me we had a fight with you for like five years to buy a coat? Yeah, I'm going the opposite direction. And it took you three weeks or a week to get a crop top. Yes, that seems logical. Seems illogical. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the opposite way of a coat. Coat, I'm too warm. This, I'm both warm and breezy. It's like sleeping at night, and you got the heat on, but you open a window, or you got a big ass blanket, but you kick one leg out. Same same dynamics of a crop top. No, the best of both worlds. So people online, um, I'm just gonna say they love it. If they're if they're commenting and have an opinion, they probably love it. So crappie season is a real thing. But if they ain't got nothing nice to say, just don't say, <laughs> say it at all. all. If they're saying something, they like it. Oh, Lord. so yeah, yeah. The crop the crappie is uh, making its way. But the whole episode was fun. Did like a little uh, newlywed game, even though we're not newlyweds. And then uh, there was trivia for everyone on Patreon. It was fun. I had to do Taylor Swift trivia. Five of them. 
We battled it out, and she had to do Shawn Michaels trip. Five hmm. one battled out. I won three to two. Right. Yes, yes. She missed a barbershop. No, she knew about barbershop window. She did not know the name of the tag team. That is what she lost on. Wow. The name of the tag team. Yep. And then she was like, "Fuck, lost on the rockers." Some wife you have. Yeah, I was like, ah. she was like, I know what where they broke up is the barbershop. I was like, nope, too easy. So I, I hit her with a couple of nice little deep cuts. And beat her in that. That's on Patreon. That's really fun. Did the boxing episode already this week. Talked Ryan Garcia, Devin Haney, all that good stuff. Had to talk about it even though you were there. So we got to get your first-hand perspective. Yeah, I mean, I can this. talk about that now. Um, Let's it was, do it. It was weird. Uh, so I'm, I'm doing Radio Row. I can't. I talked to Clarissa Shields. Yeah. I had Clarissa Shields on series. Who also ran up on people. Well, so <laughs> here's what, here's what people beef don't around know. You. Beef. If anybody's watched... Uh, well, if anybody's listening to Sirius, you've heard the interviews. We've been running it all week. I get to Sirius to do Radio Row. Now, I'm always scheduled to talk to Clarissa at the Sirius booth. We have, like, a couch where I'm talking to people. When I pull up, I see Ed, her publicist. Well, her publicist for the day. And I see Clarissa. Now, we're at the Mandalay Bay. And if you know, we're right by um, Border Grill. Yep. And I'm walking. I don't really want to bother him. But I'm like, yo, Ed, I'll see you inside. I'll see you in a few. And I see Clarissa. And Kayla Mayer is walking the other way. Michaela stops, says, what's up, Clarissa? Clarissa's like, what's up? They talk about blah, blah, blah. And somehow, Michaela's like, you know, I can't be cool with you if you cool with that girl. And Clarissa's like, that ain't on me. That's on you. That's Alicia Bumgar. Yeah. And she was like, yeah. No, Clarissa and Alicia just had beef. They do. But she was like, that, but before. before. And Clarissa was like, you need to not let that girl get in your head. Yeah. And that's why you lost that fight. And that devolves into Michaela talking, Clarissa talking, and Clarissa like, uh-uh, don't do that. And they like, hands are moving. Nobody knows what's going on. Like, I'm looking, I look at Ed, and I'm like, I'll see you in 30 minutes. Because <laughs> he already knows what's good at this point. Yeah. He's like, all right, you're going to, he's like, nobody else has seen this. Like, you have a leg up on this, on what's going on. So that interaction happens. I get inside. I was a guest on a few other shows. I get to the serious booth. I see Clarissa again. Or she's coming to my show. She runs in the cyborg. Cyborg, cyborg, or cyborg's uh stunt double on Twitter, because I do not believe cyborg's yeah. in, like cyborg's in my DMs. I'm like, this is definitely not. Yeah. Um, and cyborg and Clarissa were cool. Well, cyborg's was saying Clarissa needs to come down to 47 to fight her. Clarissa's like, why would I come down to 47 to fight you? Of all people, right? Like, you don't have anything I want. Yeah. So why are you saying I'm scared? So that becomes a thing in Radio Row. Clarissa's like, you was talking all that shit on Twitter. What's up now? And that's just how Clarissa is. And Cyborg's like, no, you, you don't want to come down and fight me. She's like, girl, I'll beat you up. Like, why would I come down to fight you? Like, it doesn't make any sense. So that happens. Like, all these people. So finally, she runs it. we're in the serious booth. Weird story. I'm in the serious booth talking to, like, one of the VPs, Doug, and the other guy. To my right is Phil Sims sitting on the couch. So I just... Yo, what's up, Phil? Like, talking to Phil. New York legend. Yeah, I was like, this is crazy. You know, I, I was a baby when the 86 Giants won the Super Bowl. I see Phil Sims. Howie Long pulls up. And then Mad Dog Russo pulls up. Now, and we're all sitting there. They introduce me to him. And we have, like, an impromptu football conversation. And I don't know if this segment aired, but Phil, I'll say it now because who cares. Phil Sims was like, I'm pitching a segment on uh, the Brock Purdy revenge tour. Because Phil was just like, as a quarterback, I think Brock is really good. And the flack he gets is really bad. Like, he makes plays. And so, and Howie was like, all right, I'll tell you later. Mad Dog was like, I don't know. And Mad Dog, the person that Mad Dog is, is when the, like, Mad Dog has some cutoff jeans with a hole in his pocket with his wallet falling out. We kept talking about him. And, like, this tight shirt on. But he is Mad Dog, as you hear. Like, we, and we sat there and talked for, like, 30 minutes. It's a cool conversation. Really cool talking football with those guys. Clarissa walks in. Kayla's there. Somehow they hug it out, right? Okay. So I'm like, all right, cool. Now, I have Clarissa on the show, and I ask Clarissa, what happened? And she tells me kind of what I just told you what happened. And I was like, why is all these girls taking aim at you? She was like, I don't know everybody want to fight me. She was like, I just want to be friends with everybody. But because I whoop everybody's ass, they get mad and want to fight me. She was like, she called Alicia Bar- Bumgarner a weirdo. She said, you know, me and Michaela made up. And she called Cyborg a weirdo. And she was like, they all want to see me lose in PFL because they can't whoop me in a boxing ring. As this is happening, I get a text. Ryan's on his way. 
Like, Ryan who? Ryan Garcia. Where's he coming from? He's getting dressed. He's at his hotel. He's coming. Oscar was supposed to come, but I get Ryan. Ryan's coming through next. So I tell Carissa that I was like, you heard about Ryan and, and them? And she's like, that's crazy. Like, she was like, I can't believe that fight's happening. And we're joking because I'm like, this is off the air. I'm like, this is a weird fight for Ryan because you, two fights ago, you got knocked out. Yeah. And you didn't look great in your last fight. And now you're fighting the champ. Chance of getting knocking, knocked out are a lot slimmer. Mm, I don't know. The chance of getting embarrassed like Regis Progray are a lot higher. Sure. Nah, I don't know. Come on, man. Regis Progray is a better boxer than Ryan Garcia. Embarrassment is getting hit in the ribs and, and taking nah, the knee. Getting, getting stopped versus getting – Regis Progray got embarrassed by Devin Haney. He got ran over for 12 rounds. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure Devin does that. That that's a one good fight, and we talked about this while you were gone. Teofimo, yeah, great fight against Josh Taylor. Styles make fights, stinker of a fight the next time, and I was like, yo, it's not really Teofimo's fault, but everything changed. Oh no, that, that was Teofimo's fault. That was one hundred percent Teofimo's fault. He can't deal with fighters with lateral movement. I also said he has to get better at that. Yeah, that so yeah. that fight was his fault. Yeah. So at this point, that was a fool me twice thing. If he gets fooled three times, then it's his fault. But now he knows. Yo, there's ways people are going to fight you. Yeah. Now, they're not going to win. No. But they're going to fight you like this. It's going to be a stinger. It's going to cost you money. Um, he has to get a little more Terrence Crawford in him. Where Terrence Crawford is constantly, and he's, again, not everyone's Terrence Crawford, but he's going to beat your ass sooner or later. So you can run for a little bit, but he's going to catch you and call off the ring. T.O. doesn't know how to call off the ring. He, like, I didn't have him losing that fight, but I if this sounds weird, I didn't have him winning it either. Like yeah, somebody had to win. Jermaine Ortiz gave that fight away in the last three rounds. Yeah, he gave it away. Maybe a little earlier. Yes. Like no, the last three rounds he did absolutely nothing. nothing. And with a fight hanging in the balance like that, like you have to fight. Yep. And Jermaine didn't fight. He knew that he had to go off balance the whole fight. But you gotta throw punches. Yep. All you had to do was like win one or two rounds, he would have won the fight. Throw, like, just throw. He just refused. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When it comes to Ryan Garcia, like, that style is tailor-made for Devin Haney because Ryan doesn't move well. Like, he wants to pick you off with that left hand. And defensively, he's got problems with lateral movement. Like, he he goes into a shell. This is a bad fight for Ryan Garcia. It's bad. It's a bad fight because I think Ryan needs a couple more fights. Fair, but Ryan's going to fight everyone. I think in his mind, like, he'll double back. Ryan is in the position where not everyone else has the luxury of doing this. He's, he's going to sell. 
dog, he's it's diminishing returns. Uh, if, if he's going to continue to sell, it, okay. and he's good enough to beat up on the others, Ryan. When he stops doing that, then we have problems. Ryan just fought on zone regular. Yeah, right. He's gonna fight Haney on paper. zone pay per view. If he gets wiped out in this fight, he ain't fighting on another pay per view. Yeah, yes. Not for a while. Not for a second, but he is. He'll have to win. He'll, but but, here's but the, he's good enough to beat the others. Here's the problem. He won't be good enough. His ego will take a, like, losing the tank by a knockout like that, you can live with that. A lot of people lose. Yeah. But not a lot, because tank hasn't really fought anybody. Yeah. And he was way drained, and he had a bunch of excuses. But, you, can, you, can but you get beat up by your, like, this game seven that he keeps talking about. You get beat up by the man that you fought six times in the amateurs. Confidence will be shot. That's my concern with Ryan Garcia taking this fight. Because Ryan's what, 26? About to be yeah. 27? Losing two of your last three fights does something to a fighter. Yeah. And of that level of confidence. And when I had, like, so Ryan comes and does my show. I've never seen Ryan like this. Jumpy, angry, like just mad. Black leather jacket. Like, and I was like... What's up, Ryan? He's like, what's up, bro? What's up? It was just weird. It was like weird energy from Ryan. And he was, I was his first interview of the day. Immediately, Bill Haney's a pimp. He's pimping his son. Like, he's not that. And I was like, do you think Devin's a good fighter? Yeah. But we got to eradicate him because and God wants me to win. And I was like, all right. It, I mean, he was I mean, trash. That's a wild shit, too. <laughs> yeah, like, but this, this is the wrong fighter to do that against. Like, Devin doesn't get out of character in a fight. No, not in the ring. Hell no. no. And Devin's the champ. He's undefeated for a reason. Like, he's the champ. And you are coming. You're getting this fight because Devin's using you as a springboard. Yes, Devin needs this as much as anything. Yes. Devin's, and you think Devin isn't planning to beat this dog shit out you? Devin ain't worried about you. He's fought. Ryan won the first three fights. Devin won the last three fights. Yeah. Going away. Like, he dominated the last three amateur fights. What's different now? that Ryan's going to have a better performance now than when he beat Devin when they were 12. Yeah. This isn't good. And Ryan's temperament coming to this fight, like, I got it. Like, I got nothing to lose, and, you know, I'm going to prove to the world. And it's like, I don't like the mindset. I don't like anything about this. He's going to make this press conference ugly. Watch how ugly this press conference is about. Even going back and forth on Twitter, the press conference is going to be crazy. It's, uh... Didn't Devin push Lomachenko? Almost fucked up that whole fight. Like, we'll see something yeah, like that. But see, like, Devin was trying to sell a fight. Yes. Right? Yes. I'm, I'm just saying we're going to see something like that again. Yeah, like, Ryan. So then the, the, the altercation happens, right? Yeah. And it was inevitable. So Devin pulls up late at Radio Row. Everybody's getting ready to leave. Like, we're shutting down the studio. I, I run into Bill. I'm like, yo, Devin will come on? He's like, yeah, he's got to, he wants to do a lap. And I'm like, I'm going home. Like, I, I know Devin. Devin's doing the floor. Clicked up, whatever. Ryan's just waiting for him. Ryan waited at Radio for for like an hour, just waiting for him. That's and then when he pulls up, like Ryan was waiting for Devin to get there the entire time, just to start shit. And I believe that Devin looked at it like, well, this is a way to sell the fight. Sell, yeah. But the problem was, Radio shut down. There was nobody there. Right. They could have planned this if they wanted to do something like this. They could have done this when everybody was there. There's enough cameras. 2024. That shit was everywhere. I'm just saying, you do it in the middle of the day, regardless, you know, Ryan's talking shit about that. And Bill was pissed. Like, some people thought Bill was that. No, Bill was mad, mad. Yeah. Because Devin's pulled out, I mean, Ryan pulled out the whole your dad's a pimp thing out. I don't think they were expecting that. And and things, this is going to be an ugly promotion. It's not going to be pretty. It's not like gentlemanly trash talk. No, 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 no. shake no. hands after and be like, all right, cool. No, Devin, Devin is a, um, anybody that's been around Devin, Devin don't talk a lot. But then when he does, like, he's a little angry dude. Like, I've been around him when he's pissed. And he's, he just wants to beat up Ryan Garcia. Like, it, like he want, but Ryan, <laughs> I think Ryan's winning with fire, man. And I don't, I don't think Oscar really wanted this fight. But I think he's like, well, what else am I going to do? It is what it is. You blew the Romero fight. Like, that's the fight you should have took. And I'm sure Floyd probably said the same thing. You're going to fight Devin? That's dumb. Well, we'll see. April 20th. Yeesh. Yeah, it's not like Rowley has many prospects. though. So it's, 
it's like, no, I'm, I'm just saying like, it, you, Ryan is the type of dude with all the turmoil in his life, right? Like, I had a baby. I'm getting divorced 30 minutes later. And now he's like soliciting some girl on Instagram now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got shot and shot publicly. Yeah, you got chaos in your life, bro. Ain't This ain't normal. And you're heading into like what will end up being the second biggest fight of your career. Uh, Ryan believes this will be bigger than the tank fight. No. It won't. The, the network's not built for that. No. But it, it, it'll be big regardless. Yeah. It'll be a big fight. But he's, I don't think he's wired to the, like, his level of focus is waning. I, I think he's so caught up in everything else, and, and Devin just really wants to box. I don't think Ryan just really wants to box. I think Ryan wants to win fights, but. Yo, these kids are, and people lose track, they're so young. Uh, he's, he's young, but you, you can't just take a bunch of losses early in your career. You just can't. No, again, if he keeps his head on straight and you can fight. Everyone else is 25, about to be 26. So a year younger than we thought. And you can go and move on and fight because realistically, Devin will move up at some point. Like, you'll win a vacated belt if you stay at 140. I doubt it. Who's he going to beat? If he, Rolly Romero won a vacated belt. Like Rolly if he, Romero might lose Isaac Cruz. I'm just saying I, it, he'll win. It's not a given he, that he's going Ro- to lose. It's like, not a given that Rolly won't beat Ryan Garcia. It's not. But... Again, yeah, they could have gave him the old man. The old man might have beat I'm, Ryan Garcia. The old man beat Rolly Romero. This, and then starched another guy. This is what guy. I'm saying. You look at 140. But I'm saying you had a chance, like Adrian Broner, to collect. But that's what he did. But Adrian was undefeated. The, you wait for the perfect time, and you collect belts off of just, yo, it's me versus, I'm the mandatory. This guy's the mandatory. I don't have to fight Tank or Devin for the belt. Um, and you wait it out. He'll... He'll end up a two-division champion by the time it's all said and done. He's a no-division champion right now. I know. He'll get one at 140, 147 as they're vacated. And then he's going to end up with like six, seven losses, but they're going to say he fought everyone. And he's going to make a good amount of money because he's in his prime right now of his popularity. He's making the fights happen. You Something you say all the time with Ryan sticks with me. Like, yo, I'm going to retire. By yeah, 27, we talked about 28. Yeah. He changed his mind. Of course. But the reason it now sticks with me after I thought about it, because I did this whole damn show by myself like, on Tuesday, I had to think and, and go through it in my head, is his career was never going to end there, but his popularity is going to end at that age. Yeah. And you know why? Because his fan base is built off social media and young kids and young people. And after that age, Unless you're Drake, you're not young anymore. And you're not cool anymore. Adult boxing fans aren't going to follow him like they follow Spence, Crawford, Canelo even. You know, like, he doesn't have Mexico behind him as a country. The people who are his fans, after 27, 28, when he hits that age, 21-year-olds aren't really fucking with Ryan Garcia like that. that. So it's like, this is my time. I have a four-year window to capitalize off the fans I made on social media when I was 15 before they age out and stop giving a damn about me. So while I sell and they still care, you may think, yo, I can make these fights well until I'm 34 and I can space it out and take more fights. I think in his head, he knows like my popularity has two more years. Yeah. So I got to fight tank Devin T.O. Maybe Shakur within the next two and a half years. That's all I got. And then after that, if I want to stay around and whatever, and that I could pick up a title or two. And then his legacy at the end of it, it was he fought everyone. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Oscar's not going to let that happen. His fighter has to win a fight. He'll drop him before that. But Ryan Garcia has to win a fight. He can't, if he loses to Devin, he's not getting a T.O. or anybody like that. No, he'll win a fight. Maybe. Maybe two. Maybe. Fight T.O. or. It'll take a lot more than two wins to get a Tiafima Lopez fight. I thought it'd take more than one win to get a Devin Haney fight, but look where we are. But again, diminishing returns. If you, if, you, if you can't win, like your promoter has to protect the bag and build the bag back up. He can't just send the bag out there to get beat up for diminishing returns. All the time. Tank versus Ryan, huge. This will be big. Next fight will be medium. It's like it, we're diminishing returns. We can't keep trying. Like Oscar can't keep trotting them out there. They got to give him, he has to get better. This fight, 
Like, there's always going to be a chance where people say, Ryan can catch Devin with a left hook. There's always a chance. But at some point, if it don't happen and you get beat up for 12 rounds, you got to – there is a, a level of maybe this doesn't get better. Maybe this is it. And then he cashed out pretty well. I mean, he's made a lot of money. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think, I think better, the mindset. Better by Roly Romero. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're not going to get better. Like, if you're going to lose to Devin, fine. People yeah. say you just lost to the better guy. But that whole Four Kings thing, you're like, you're out. You're way out. Wilfredo Benitez. No, Benitez. No, 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 no. Wilfredo. No, that's disrespectful to Wilfredo Benitez. Wil- Wilfredo is dope. But I'm saying when he went up against any of the Four Kings, I mean, he wasn't winning. Yeah, but Wilfredo, like, but he was a world champion in multiple ways. Yeah. Like, like nobody else was fucking with him. No, that's what I'm saying. He was like just a little bit behind those guys, and Ryan will still have time to show, like, if he works himself back up and beats a Regis Progress, or if he could beat a a Catterall if Catterall wins this next fight coming up, then it's like you can beat enough of the other people that are like right below these other guys. To make it seem like I was really good, I just wasn't as good as them. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm, if he gets a win off of them, though, now he's back in the mix. We'll see if he can beat Devin. And again, seeing Lomachenko push Devin to the limits, I thought Loma won that fight. Ryan's not Loma, not even close. But he's bigger. I understand it. Maybe he can neutralize some of that reach. No one's been able to. I'm Devin's champ. Like maybe there's some tools there that can give him a fight. Ryan, Ryan's like Devin is a Devin is bigger than Ryan. Devin like Devin Devin's is wide. Like no, Devin's bigger. Like yeah, he's Ryan, just Ryan's long. Yeah, Ryan's long, but he don't. He's not going to use any of that. That's like, the key. He use like it's a quick twitch left hook. We've not we have not seen anything else out of Ryan's repertoire. We just haven't. Like Devin has shown marked improvements as a boxer, and now again. I don't think Ryan Garcia could beat Regis Progray. Yeah, that's that's the key. You got to get good enough to beat those guys. So at least you can say I'm right like, behind these. You're not going to be Josh Taylor. You're not going to be Jack. Ch- like this version of Ryan Garcia, the Ryan Garcia I just saw a fight. While I said it wasn't a terrible fight for him, but it's like it, it's not a fight to get you into the mix of the title hunt. Yeah, Super Matias murders you right now. Haney beats you. Tio beats you. Like these guys beat you. You might get hurt, and then your confidence goes. So it was, he was very. If he loses this fight, he's up to 147 and he beats everyone else to 147. And Crawford's vacating belts up there and he just tries to capture one. Uh, what are you going to do? Run into boots? No, you stay away from boots. But yeah, boots only got one belt. I'm just saying, like, who else? Somebody up there I can fight. I, like, Virgil Ortiz has moved up to 54. So yeah, it's like. It's boots and that's it. Boots is waiting. I'm sure, like, T.O. be like. Everyone else. T.O. be like, no, no, no. He'll jump up. Him and Devin, they're they're like two fights away from going to one forty seven. Yeah. Themselves. Either you wait, and then Shakur's just going to go up to forty. Yeah. So you, you're no, just, I think he stays at thirty five. I I don't. I, I think Keyshawn goes up to forty before Shakur. One of them are going up, and one Ryan can't beat either. That's the point. Ryan can't beat either. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I think Shakur chills at one thirty five for a second, and yeah, yeah. one yeah. of they're not going to be in the same division for long. No, sir. No. So they're just playing a game of cat and mouse. Of like, yo, you want to go up or am I going up? Or however it is, if everyone goes up to like the big money fights, go up to 140, then Shakur will go up to 140. So he can fight, you know, bigger money fights. And Keyshawn just clean up at 35. But yeah, Ryan just got to capture one belt. to Just justify yourself. One belt. Beat up a couple of other B-level guys. and But it's, it ain't easy right now in boxing. Oh. And cool. if you don't put that work in and train and, and get your head about you, there's a lot of people coming up that maybe weren't as talented as you five years ago that are a lot more talented now. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. You had one hell of a time on Radio Row. All the beef. You're all just the in beef. the center of all, all the beef. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got to talk about UFC, UFC 298, happening this weekend. The start of three really good cards for the UFC, pay-per-view-wise. Like, the fans on the next three pay-per-views, again, their money's worth. And then 301, who's going to have nobody? (laughs) If they stack these cards so much, 301's going to be, I don't know. Yeah, I I honestly have no idea. I have no clues left. After, like Leon Edwards. I mean, it'll be like Shevchenko, Grasso. Like, one of them will probably be yeah. the real one. Uh, other than that, everybody else with the title. I mean, Hamzat, they've been trying to get him to fight in the States. I don't know what's going on with Hamzat. I think it's still the same reason Fury can't fight over here. It's like, it's similar. Yeah. yeah it's weird, um, like I, Yeah, I don't know what they do with 301. But 298, 299, 300? There's no main event for 300 still. And no. This has become. got to be big at this point, though, right? No, I just think they, ha- they don't have anybody. I truly think they are stuck. They originally wanted Connor. That wasn't going to work out for maybe financial reasons, whatever it is. Yeah, because Sada's not there. Yeah, it had nothing to do with it. Um, Adesanya ain't ready to come back. Drickus says he's not ready to fight at 300, mm-hmm. so that fight's no longer happening. Then Ariel Helwani reported that they've been trying to do Leon versus Hamzat. Hamza can't fight in the States. So now you don't have that fight. What's left? I was talking to Nick. Shout out to Nick. Veterans Minimum. Um, about the options. And he told me about his boy. He was like, yo, I think, you know, we, we get a 155-pound title fight on that card. And you have Islam. Islam's not fighting. It's Ramadan. Yes. I've seen... I'm not saying that Islam does this. Oh, he's, he's not going to do it. I, I've seen the Devin Haney push it back one week. That's different. Because there's a, a week of yeah, the fight. Yeah. I think it's the first week of Ramadan. So it's not like you're training during Ramadan. Yeah. It's just you got to start Ramadan a week later. But yeah, Islam's, Islam's a different, different level of beast. Um, but if that was the case, him versus Leon would be an interesting fight. Yeah. Because that's two more champions to add to the card, which would make it the most champions ever on one card. And it's a champ versus champ battle. And you have a guy who's only lost once by like a weird-ass triangle versus Leon. And that'd be a fight that could really sell. It's, again, though, that's another hiccup. Like, a guy that devout in his faith and everything, can you ask him to wait a week He's to not fight gonna... on this card? Like the, the, fight, the fight that I know is sitting on the table that they're not going to pull the trigger on because it's not big enough is Leon versus Bilal Muhammad. It's not big enough to headline. No. It's, it's not. Like, the decision would have to be made if you go Leon versus Bilal, then now your main event is for a fake title. Gaethje versus Holloway. Oh, Ramadan this year is March 10th through April 9th. He can't, you can't. He can't do it. He's not He's not. The fight fighting. is April 13th. He's not fighting. Islam has made it's it clear. It's April 13th. <laughs> he's, he's not fighting. Trust I go, me. I go to Islam, like, listen, what times you got to train? He, dude, he ain't doing it. Him and Habib and, like, that, that whole group. I would tell him. No, because I get it. You you can't do stuff, I don't know the rules of Ramadan, like, during the day. All right? that, fa- dog, all that fasting, fasting and trying to train? I'll be like, yo, listen, you don't got to cut weight because you're going up in weight. No. Have you seen Have you seen the most recent picture of Islam Akhachev? No, he's probably huge. Isn't he? He's huge. <laughs> okay, the whole camp gets huge. Somebody said he looked like, oh, what did they say? Habib like? is... Huge. Yo, he Habib looked used yo, to be huge in this Islam was gigantic in this picture that I saw. That's why I was like, there's no way. There's yeah. no way he's fighting. So they don't have a main event for 300. So it is what it is. Volk out here saying he'll fight again on a quick turnaround. Volk's a maniac. <laughs> yes. He is an absolute maniac. The press conference, as we were recording the show, the press conference has ended. And I guess Ilya Sephora has been calling him old. So yep. like Volk wore like the old like outfit and shit. This fight is very interesting. Sephora grabbed the belt. Support. It's always a jinx. It's bad juju to me. Where, where do you want to start on this card? <sighs> start. Let's do main event. We'll work our way backwards. All right. 
Ilya Tapori has been talking big shit. He's undefeated. He's won, I believe, five of his last six fights by stoppage. Hyper violent. Couldn't finish Josh Emmett, though. Um, he says he's going to finish Volkanovski. I don't see it. I, here's why. Back-to-back knockouts for Volk would be something. Volk rolled off the couch with a belly full of beer to fight his son. <laughs> right? Let, let's just keep it a buck. Like, that's, this is what happened. And he got knocked out. Volk's confidence was shook that night because at that point, he was like, I could, I could do this. Now he knows, like, well, fuck, I can't do that. I can't just have a belly full of beer, go into, like, 10 days of training camp and think I could beat who at the time was the number one, two, number two pound for pound fighter in the world once John fell off the list. Yeah. You can't think you could do that. And he got head kicked to hell, and that's what happened. Heading into this fight, like, a lot of people talked about, oh, you know, his mental state. No, it's just kind of who Volk is. He likes to fight. Right, so when the opportunity presents itself, he's going to fight. But I know he looks at Tapuria like this dude is talking a lot. Rumors of my demise are greatly exaggerated. Is what the theme of this fight is. Everyone's not Islam, not even close. And as much as like Tapuria and how hyper violent he is, he is wide open to getting countered all the time. His uh oh my, I can't. We seen him get rocked and then like well he got shrug it off. Well, he got nuked against, oh, my God. He got head kicked, and he got hurt badly in a fight. And he came back and won. He got, scored a big-time knockout. But if you look at the people that he's fought, they're not even close to Alexander Volkanovsky. No. Like, you run down. Again, Josh Emmett is a good fighter. Josh Knocked Emmett, out Ryan Hall. Like, come on, man. Ryan Hall. Um, Jay Herbert's the one who caught him for a quick yes. second. Jay Herbert. And then came back. He knocked him out. Uh, submitted Bryce Mitchell, and then... And as we can see, Bryce Mitchell's not really that good. Yeah, and then, yeah, went to a decision with Josh Emmett. So you look at this rundown, and I know it's like, you know, fighters get ran up the ladder, Taporia's like this really violent dude, but Volkanovski has never lost at 45. Never. He's only lost when he moved up and waited to the best fighter in the world. I don't see what Taporia can do that Volk won't be ready for. I think I not think, taking him down. No, and I think Taporia he he comes forward. He throws a lot of like wide shit. He, he'll throw a flying knee at you. There's a lot of reckless offense in Taporia's repertoire that I think Volk is just going to take advantage of. Volk is one of the best counter strikers in the division, if not the best. He's got a heavy right hand. He's built like a tank. Uh, it's really hard to hurt him. Mockers have hurt him, but again, he rolled off the couch with a belly full of beer. Taporia ain't getting that guy. And I think Tapori is going to come in overconfident and do the fuck around and find out game. I think I think no, I hate the yo-yoing weight. I don't like getting knocked out, you know, on short notice on the last fight. I thought it was very unnecessary. Like one to take that fight to save he the car. He should have, but Volk's crazy. Um, he is crazy. But and as Connor says the chin never recovers. But he really didn't get hit in the chin. He got kicked in the head. No, he got kicked in the head. So when you get kicked in the head, like I just take that as an L. Like it is what it is. That's not something that would necessarily linger. But the yo-yoing weight, all this, it just it bothers me. I ain't but it's hard to pick against Volk. I ain't worried about 10 pounds because Volkanovski played rugby at 219 pounds. I'm not worried about him. Because he was on weight when he was, when they called him for the fight. Yeah. He probably still had to cut some weight. He's had a full camp now. And he's focused on one dude. Like, he didn't get the chance. Like, I can't use the Mokasev fight against Volkanovski. The only thing I can use use it for is to say... As we always say in MMA, when you start losing, it's hard to stop. Yeah. But I'm looking at, like, dude, you, you fought up a weight class against the best fight in the world. Yeah. But then the best people, like, they curve that. Because, like, you look at Max Holloway. Exactly. The motherfucker not get knocked out or, like, you know, go through a, a bloody just back and forth. Like, Volk dominated him. The, the loss to Poirier when he moved up, I think. That was tough. Got hit a yeah. lot for Holloway. Go back down, it was fine. It, it, again, like when people are that good, they can kind of maneuver and you know, just some people are different. And when you look at like the Holloways in this division and then the Volks, it's like maybe they're just different. And the only thing that gives me pause is I think Ilya's a really good fighter. Yeah. I think I've seen some weird shit. Like, again, I picked O'Malley to win the title. I picked a bunch of weird shit because just in MMA, sometimes it's the younger person's time. Sure. And... You know, the older champ is good, but sometimes it's just the, the young dude's time. 
I don't know if that's the case right now for Volk yet. So I'll, I'll take Volk by decision. Yeah. The counterpunching is still so good. I mean, if you don't have multiple threats for him, like Ortega at times had him in hell. Yeah. Because the wrestling, the submission threats, the hands were getting better. There's a lot of shit to worry about. So Volk kind of was thrown off every now and then. You kind of catch him slipping. And even then, he beat the shit out of Ortega. He beat the and shit out. with Islam, the same thing. It's like, yeah, you get hit kicked by a guy, but you're worried about the guy taking you down and being a wet blanket and beating the hell out of you. So there's a lot more stuff. Like, there's a reason why your hand is down and you're open for a head kick. But someone's just coming and throwing some funky striking shit at you. Like, you know what this is. It's a kickboxing boxing match. I think the the perfect analysis of this fight is when Volk fought Yair. Like, they're... Tapori and Yair are very similar in style. That'd be an amazing fight. It is. As soon as, as, soon as Tapori <laughs> loses this fight, he should fight Yair. I think that's a tremendous fight. Nick disagrees with you that he's going to lose. But yeah. I, I just... I think they both have very dynamic offense, and we saw what Volk did. Like, he neutralized Yair right from the beginning of that fight. Immediately. That all that dynamic shit doesn't work on Volk. Like, I think size, you have to be bigger than him. Yeah. And you have to be, you have to have twitch reflexes. And I don't think there's very few that have those reflexes at Featherweight. I think Tapori is explosive, and I think MMA is a very weird sport, and you might have to catch him cold early. I, and maybe, maybe the loss of Volkanovski has done something to shake his confidence where he doesn't want to get hit in the head again. I just don't see it. And the other thing is Volk is 35. Smaller weights are not very kind to older fighters. Nevertheless, I think Volk is a very strange. He's the longest reigning champion in the UFC right now. Five title defenses. Uh, hasn't lost at 45. I'm not sure that's like a great thing for him because the belts have just been. I know. Playing I know. hot potato on some weird shit. But I don't see that much separation between Taporia and Yair Rodriguez and Brian Ortega. I, all, I think they're all in the same bracket. I think Volk's a notch above until Volk gets old one night. Yeah. Could be this night. I don't think so. Volk by decision. Maybe not at this weight. He might look a little older at 55. Yeah, I don't know if he's bigger. But. I wonder if he goes back up to 55 and tries again at some point. It's crazy. I think so. But at this point, you lost, and then you lost convincingly. Yeah. Makachev had to come up off that belt. A title would have to change. Yeah. I'll tell you one person rooting for Ilya this weekend. Max Holloway. Yes, he is. Because Max is like, I need one more shot at this belt. And you look at Ilya and you'd be like, I can kind of throw hands with this guy. Yes. So it's just like, this is the perfect, if I'm going to have one more shot at becoming a champion, not the BMF belt that he's about to fight for. He's about to lose. If I have one more shot at becoming a champion, Dana, I just did you a favor for fighting for this BMF shit. Let me go down and fight Ilya if he was to win. So I I think Max is going to be watching that fight intently. In the co-main, Robert Whitaker versus Paulo Acosta. It feels like they've booked this fight like seven times in my head. I feel like I've heard this fight rumored seven different times. Yeah. Paulo Acosta hasn't fought in almost 600 days. Jesus. Yeah. The problem is Robert Whitaker got ran roughshod over by Drickus Duplessis. Yeah, and I did not see that coming. Nobody did. That loss is worse than how Volk lost to Makachev. That loss is the one where I go, the avalanche might be coming. The only problem is, is Paulo Costa's not busy. Yeah. And he's like this one-way. Yeah, he's just this one-way traffic fighter. If Robert Whitaker's always had a great chin, but Duplessis just put hands on him. I'm picking Whitaker to win. My problem with Paulo Costa, Boracina has terrible cardio. Yeah. Awful. And the reason why Drickus did so well against Whitaker is he wouldn't, he was relentless. It's only three rounds though, right? Yeah, but Paulo. Remember He'll the Paulo Costa? Remember the Romero fight? Paulo Costa and Romero were dead. Shit looks like Rock'em Sock'em Robot. Yeah, like Robert to beat Robert Whitaker, you have to just keep tapping that chin, and maybe that chin is gone, and Paulo can get to him. I just don't see it. I think Whitaker's had a, he had a really bad night against a really bad opponent, a bad match style matchup for him. I think Costa Costa fights very measured, and I think that's going to lead to a lot of opportunities for Whitaker to land the right hand. It might not even be an aesthetically pleasing fight. It might turn out to be this ugly standoff where they end up clinching along the cage. I'm picking Whitaker. I'm going to pick him by decision. Um, unless Paulo gas. Remember Paulo? I mean, shit. Paulo Costa versus Luke Rockhold? Yeah. Paulo's not great. He's not that good. No. I'm picking Bobby Knuckles to stop. One, because Whitaker's just going to be pissed. 
He's, he's, he's gonna be mad. He's like, I lost the fucking Drickus. Like, what? He's a champ now. Everyone who loses to this guy's like, huh? Yeah, it's crazy, but that's that's that cardio machine. Yep. And then Jeff Neal versus Ian Machado Gary. I mean, it's Ian. It's, Ian Gary's winning. He's been through a lot of shit online recently. Yeah, he got he got a lot of pent up anger. It's funny because this isn't this isn't how they matched up Joe Pfeiffer last week, right? Yeah, they tried to move Pfeiffer up the ladder real quick, and then it was like Jack Manson was like, "I'm not having none of this shit," <laughs> and just beat him. Yep. This is very measured. Like Jeff Neal is a perfect opponent for him. Ian Machado Gary should have. He's gonna stop Jeff Neal. Yeah, uh, I like Jeff Neal a lot, but he's getting stopped. Machado Gary is gonna win. And now he's going to start calling for Leon. Uh, Like, welterweight is pretty crowded right now. Super. Because you got Shavkat. Shavkat, he has to get, when he gets his shot, he's becoming champ. It's a wrap. He is, like, he is the champ. Just give him the belt at some point. I don't think Leon can beat Shavkat. I told you, I want Kobe Covington to get fed to Shavkat just to prove his point. Everybody. Bilal Muhammad is really good. I just don't see anybody being Shavkat with him. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I mean. And Gary, by looking at it, decision's probably the way to go. I think it's going to stop. Four straight decision wins. I was I was going to say a sub. Um, maybe just because I keep looking at Nick in the booth and the subathons on my head. Somebody got to get a fucking submission. They'll probably hurt around earlier in the night. <laughs> but, uh, on the main card, it's like Ian, Ian's going to win that. And then Marab versus Henry Sohulu. Boy, listen. This is such a bad fight for him, Sudo. Sudo's like, yo, this is all or nothing. Either I win and I want the next title shot, or I lose and I retire. And uh, might as well just lay, lay those gloves down right now in the ring. So if you're thinking about retiring, Marab's not the right guy to fight. No. You got one foot out, he going to put both. So when you get older, as talking to fighters over the years, the hardest part is training camp, right? It's the hardest part. It's the hardest part to get up and do training camp every day. The fight's not the hard part. Training is because it wears you down. And it makes you wonder, do I still want to do this anymore? No matter how good your training camp is, it wears you down. Marab loves to train, right? He loves rolling. He loves going after people. If you talk to anybody in that gym, I've talked to Alge over the years, Ray Longo, Matt Sarah, they're just like, dude just likes to fucking fight. What he did to Piotr Yan, he took that man's soul that night. Yeah. With like a tr- seven trillion takedown attempts. And however many he took him down that night. This is a fight where Henry Cejudo is going to be feel good for about three or four minutes. He's going to hit a wall. And he's going to realize, I do not want to be here. No. Father time is caught up to me. It's, not, it's, it's that and it's like this level of relentlessness, I can't deal with this. But you would think like his wrestling background would make him like the perfect person to deal with this. But he's not the same Henry that left. No. As Triple C. It's those years off, like you're not getting that back. It wasn't like he was training. Like he was like partying. He got like big and he got the belly and he was living life. And ask anybody who is a wrestler over the years, the Cormiers of the world, the Chuck Liddells, the sprawling brawlers, it gets harder and harder to stop a takedown attempt. And you're gonna have a guy that's gonna shoot for like fifty of them. It's like what the fuck? Yeah. Right? Like it ain't like Cejudo's gonna be because he may be able to shrug one of them off, but then another one's coming. And another one's coming. And another one's coming. And now you're in like the second round. And you're in the corner between like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Every fighter I've ever talked to that is retired, me and Dean Thomas had this conversation, I think, last week on Sirius. There is a moment when you realize like, I'm, I don't want to fight anymore. And it happens in the middle of a fight. It doesn't happen when the fight's over. You realize Luke Rockhold said the same thing. In the middle of a fight, you're like, this shit ain't for me anymore. Yeah. And you got somebody like Marab who ain't going to stop. He's not gonna. He's you all right. He ain't gonna do that. He's not gonna give you space to breathe. So Hudo's about to get. Done. He better hope for a hail mary because he is about to. Boy, I don't see a way he's winning. Marab is the uncrowned champion at bantamweight. I don't see anybody beating that man at bantamweight. No, not Cheeto, not O'Malley. None of them. None of them. O'Malley gotta again land the perfect punch at the perfect. Yeah, time. You gotta. You gotta hope you catch him coming in. That's it. Pray and hope. He did that to Pyotr Jan for 25 minutes. And it's not like Marab is, like, undefeated. or It's just he's the perfect case of when you hit your stride, you hit your stride. I mean, once you figure it out, you figure it out. And Yeah, like getting subbed by Ricky Simon early on, that was ridiculous. Uh, lost his first fight in the UFC. 
And so he lost two of his first three in the UFC. And then that's it. Yeah, he lost very early in his career. But and then the animal came out and it was different. It's like, dude, you trade with Algebane Sterling, right? You trade with Sarah Longo Gym is, is this an incredible gym. Like those guys, they all seem everybody talks about man, Sarah Ray Longo is strategizing. I just don't think Cejudo has he can't Dillashaw, he can't big brother him, he can't he, he's not gonna take the I don't even think he's gonna get a chance to take the center of the octagon. I think Marab's just come out of there like a bat out of hell and be Back like Back to the fence. Yeah, the whole and, <laughs> just, and Marab is so good at putting you on the fence and then pulling your legs out from under you. I don't Cejudo was taken down by Aljo. Yeah. And I and that's the worst part about it. Aljo's right there telling Marab exactly what to do. This is how I beat him. You're better than me at this. Like Aljo's a strong grappler. Like Aljo will get you, trap you, bring you down. Marab's a relentless. Yeah. He's gonna wear Cejudo's ass out. He's I don't think he's going to stop him, though. I think it's just, just going to be real bad. And, like, at the end of the second round, they're going to go to the corner, and Cejudo's going to be, <gasps> and Marab's going to be looking just to see how he is, and I'm just going to keep trying to run him over. It's, it's going to be a rough night for Henry Cejudo. No one goes out uh, easy in MMA. No. <laughs> it's, it's rarely do you get the, the heroes signed. Yeah. Like, it's just not, the, not in the cards. Marab's Villashvili is the Gennady Golovkin. He's a happy, relentless, frightening man. Yeah, killer, right? Like he yeah. stole, he stole uh, O'Malley's jacket and it made him so charming to people. But he wanted to kill O'Malley. Like that's, <laughs> he's a nut, man. He's nuts. Uh, Anthony Hernandez, Kapilov to start the fight. I didn't realize Anthony Hernandez was at middleweight now. Yeah, he's about to get knocked out. I don't care what. Oh, he is. Out. Like Kapilov looks Kapilov like he's twelve. <laughs> that's the one thing that always kills me when I see Kapilov fight. I'm like, how old is he? Like twelve. No, like Ben Askren's many children. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> just tiny, tiny little. Clip. That's that's to open the card. Overall, like this is a really good card. Yeah, two ninety is a really good card. I'm probably gonna be in wine country. I may not watch it till the next morning. Um, but depends how many wine bottles deep you are at this point. Oh, I'm drinking a lot. Um, <laughs> I'm drinking a lot. Then I'm going on a diet. I, I got to get this out of my system. But uh, I'll probably wake up and watch this card in the morning. But anybody who's on the fence, like, should I get this? No, this is one of the better pay per views. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. And it's I'm telling you, 299 stacked the entire way through. 300 is going to be stacked the entire way through. Once you hit this main pay-per-view card, all the rest of the paper, it's, you're getting your money's worth for the next yeah. three fights. So it's going to be one hell of a thing. Can't wait to recap and see what happens uh, next week. And then hopefully we know the main event, the UFC 300 by the time we come. Oh, they got to announce it. I mean, something. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, you got to tell somebody because somebody got to train. They got to start cutting weight. Do you see Dana White on Howie Mandel show? Why do you walk off? Uh, dog. I just saw a clip. He's just fed up. It, it, that's How the, didn't even say anything? That's the beginning of the podcast. Howie Mandel's like, you're a great businessman, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, I'm really fucking tired of doing podcasts. He just walked off. I think he was thinking about 300. He didn't have a main event and he was like, I don't feel like doing this. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Howie's like, the fuck? like, he was very nice to him. Yeah. Dana's got other shit going. Yeah, Dana was thinking about some whole someone like probably right before then. It's like I'll take the fight. Then he was going on to the set for the podcast, and they're like, "Well, no, I can't do it." He's just like, "Fuck, it's good." Like, yeah, I don't I'm never finding a main event. So yeah, Dana was pissed. It's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys follow us on Patreon. Like we said earlier in the show, subs are going up. The shows are super fun. You guys get to watch us every single week. So that is really, really cool there. Everyone's enjoying their time. Make sure you like and subscribe wherever you guys listen to podcasts as well. Follow us on the socials. Also, we still have pro wrestling show dropping this week. So make sure you guys try check out that show, the boxing show I did earlier in the week. You know, you guys got a little boxing on this one as well. Man, it's, it's about to be fun. We're about to ramp up in all combat sports. And we're on the road to WrestleMania too. So much stuff going on. We appreciate you all. Till next time. We're out. Peace. 
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.